0: can't help it. I'm more like a Celtic. I can't help it. now. Nah, I can't help it. now. Nah, I can't help it. I'm like a Celtic. I can't help it. I'm like a Celtic. All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DePosito, and we are joined by Mark Balog. Mark, welcome to the podcast, my man.
1: Appreciate you having me.
0: Absolutely. I want to have you introduce yourself here. For anyone that is not familiar, a uh, big Twitch streamer, but Mark, I'll hand it over to you here. Give yourself a little introduction.
1: All right, guy. Thanks for that. Uh, so, yes, my name is Mark. Uh, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. I stream on Twitch. I am actually a co-owner of an organization called the You know Fam. And what I do is I I stream different uh, variety of video games and also host uh, my own sports podcast show, uh, Sunday's 11 Eastern, uh, live on Twitch.
0: Awesome. Well, I'll definitely definitely have to hop on there at some point, too. But I know all the Celtics fans listening right now are probably thinking that Guy had just jinxed the game, bringing on a Cleveland Cavaliers fan onto the podcast the day we play the Cavs. Probably not a good look, uh, but I think it would make for a pretty good dialogue here. So I want to hear your thoughts today. Obviously, the Cavs got the best of us, got the best of the Celtics today, 117-110 in a game where believe the Cavs were the underdogs by about nine points, I think.
1: Uh, yeah, start started off at nine, and it got down to about uh, seven and a half points before tip-off started.
0: Brutal. Brutal. So I will I will say this. The only thing that I am happy about is that this is one of the first games, the first Celtics games, that I did not bet for the Celtics. I didn't bet for the Cavs, but I bet the over, which was set at 212 and a half. And getting a little nervous there for, for a, <laughs> a hot minute. But ended up pulling off the over. So got that win there. That's the only win that the Celtics can be happy about today, uh, or that I can be happy about today, because this was a brutal, brutal loss. So, Mark, honestly, I'm just gonna I'm gonna kick it over to you here because I'm curious what your thoughts are. Give me kind of your highlights for the game coming from the Cavs side.
1: Well, just you know, starting off, um, originally I, I had this jotted down before the game started. I predicted the Celtics actually win around 123 to 98, and That was because the Cavs have given up almost 120 points a game. Um, So I I was just really thinking that, you know, Tatum and Brown, you know, they're they're the the dynamic duo. They're going to just run all over the Cavs. But the Cavs came out hot. You know, they they started out, you know, in the first half, leading 55 to 38 at the half. Um, Garland basically outscored uh, Brown and Tatum. Uh, I believe combined Brown and Tatum had 15 points. Garland had 18 points. And really it was just... The Cavs looking like they were just playing with really nothing to lose. They were just playing loose, they were um forcing turnovers, they were getting all the rebounds, everything was just kinda of going their way.
0: Yeah. I mean realistically they they had everything going. And I I gotta ask you a question. So is sex land a thing in Cleveland, or is that something that like the rest of the NBA world just kinda throws on them?
1: I, I feel it's more that it's a thing where the rest of the NBA yeah. you know, throws on them, like it was kind of debated over Twitter, and then it kind of just died off pretty quick. And that has to do with the Cavs really just not being that good of a, uh, a team right now. Yeah. You know, coming off of the, you know, football-wise, the you know the Browns being the hot team, like that's what everybody's kind of looking forward to uh, this time, uh, this time of the year with with uh, everything going on with free agency. But as far as the Cavs, uh, that that's definitely more directed. You know, kind of a push from from the the league in general towards the Cavs. I would say, yeah,
0: I I don't know. The, at least the Celtics pregame, they must have mentioned Sexland fifteen times. <laughs> and I don't know. It is it is catchy as all hell, at least for me. But you know, both of them absolutely torched the Celtics today. Twenty nine points for Sexton, twenty five for Garland. Both of them shot either 50% or higher, and just killed us. Got to the free throw line a yep. bunch, 7 of 7 for Sexton, 5 of 6 for Garland. They were doing whatever they wanted all night long, and the Celtics just couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, and, and that's
1: where you can pretty much get uh, out of those two players. It's just they're not consistent. They don't do it night in and night out, this, which is why the Cavs are in the position that they are now.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely frustrating. It's frustrating, and we'll dive into that in a little bit. But because I, I need to I need to figure out how to poise myself as a fan because this is something the Celtics are not used to being in this position uh, twenty sure. and twenty on the season. So I'll I'll get your thoughts on that in a little bit. But you know, as far as as far as the Celtics go, you know, this was a it was it was a brutal start. Yeah, we got outscored 26-18 in the first, 29-20 in the second. The second half, we completely flipped the switch offensively. 36 points in the third, 36 points in the fourth. We outscored the Cavs both of those quarters. Obviously, we got crushed in the first half, so it just makes it almost impossible to come back, but... It's just it's a it's a tough game. We saw we saw decent games from you know both Tatum and Brown. Shooting percentages not great, especially from three, Uh, and then also from the free throw line. Like the Celtics is a whole twenty of twenty nine from the line, and that's that's where we lost the game. I mean, realistically, I mean you guys shot twenty seven of thirty three. It's I mean it's a twelve percent difference. And that's where you're gonna lose games.
1: Yeah, so. definitely agree. Small, small differences like when it comes down to free throws, especially this late in the season, uh, that that can definitely hurt you know, a, a team that's trying to to make a run for the for the playoffs position.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, at this point, I thought you know, coming off the break, at least for the Celtics, you know, we won four straight, uh, and. Behind Utah, we had the second easiest schedule in the second half. And right now we are 1-3. and Uh, So not exactly where you want to be for a Celtics fan. So I got to ask, you guys, obviously the Cavs have had success. Like Uh with LeBron, with Kyrie, with all of that. As of late, have not been very good. I'm not not saying that to be disrespectful to you to be disrespectful to the Cavs but you know around the league it's pretty well known the Cavs have not been good the last couple of years.
1: Oh, I agree.
0: How how are fans in Cleveland as far as like the Cavs performance? Are they jumping off of, off a wall like saying they need to trade everybody constantly?
1: And it could kind of just going back to you. Uh, a little bit ago when we had discussed about, you know, coming out of the out of the football season, the, the Brown, the like the, the Cleveland fans in general are, are still on that, that high aroma of, you know, a football season. Like they, they can't wait for football season to turn around. Obviously, we're big uh, sports fans in baseball. So the Cavs have always been kind of third fiddle, even with having LeBron. I feel like a lot of Cavs fans actually took advantage of the fact of him, you know, being here and not to speak on every behalf of Cavs fans but especially with not a lot of fans being able to be in attendance it kind of makes it hard for Cavs fans to to really get involved with what the Cavs are trying to put together and and still uh kind of having that hangover from lebron leaving and actually speaking into the salary cap stuff which we can get into if you'd like the Cavs are basically still rebuilding after that championship run and that was what five years ago so there's definitely a lot, of, a lot of things that still need to happen for the Cavs to kind of win fans over again. Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't, know, I don't know if everybody else in the NBA world knows, but Celtics fans are, like, unreal right now. Like, wanting to trade everyone, fire Ainge, fire Stevens, get rid, of, have- get rid of literally everybody on the team. Like, except for Tatum and Brown at this point. Like, they're just... They're going nuts. A lot of it's just completely unrealistic. And the trade deadline is coming fast. It's coming fast. And there's been rumors, but that's, you know, the same thing the Celtics fans have heard for the last three years. You know, there's been rumors on rumors about stuff that... About trade options, but nothing's happened. So... I, I don't know. It's a it's a frustrating time for Celtics fans, especially you know Celtics fans that decide to start a Celtics podcast uh, this season, and you know it's not a it's not a good look. It's not a fun season. This is the first time I've been like pretty upset about this team in a very long time.
1: Uh, oh, I would be too. I, I definitely like, I think that you know, as an outsider, uh, kind of looking in, uh, to the Celtic side of it. Uh, they have high expectations every season and with them being 20 and 20 right now, um, it's, it kind of makes it you know hard to be, you know, completely optimistic about this team moving forward. So I, I, believe that they are maybe a piece or two away from, from being right back in it, but I, I definitely think that they should de- like absolutely make a run for a, a player, uh, before the, 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 uh, the deadline.
0: Yeah, and we, and we can certainly talk about that. Here's, here's the issue with Celtics fans, the Celtics in general, right? We exceeded expectations so many times in the last couple of years since Tatum has basically been in the league, right? Like, we were in a rebuilding position, and we just got lucky. Like, we brought in Kyrie, we brought in Gordon, Gordon got hurt, Kyrie got hurt and the Celtics make a run to the Eastern conference finals Tatum's rookie year. And then we do it again the year after that. And it's Celtics fans are just so accustomed to winning, even going through this stage. Like last year we are like, we should have. And again, maybe I'm just a jaded Celtics fan at this point, but like we had the opportunity to make it to the finals last year and could not pull through so Celtics fans just think every year should be a championship year it's championship or bust and right now like you're right we are a piece or two or maybe even three away from competing against teams like the Lakers like the Nets uh and honestly sometimes it it looks like Philly uh but I'm curious. Obviously, obviously the Cavs right now like they're at a point where you know, you saw Jared Allen come in in that Harden trade. I uh, love love that pickup for the Cavs.
1: Oh, he's been great.
0: And you've seen a bunch of rumors. Well, I guess it's not even rumors. It's confirmed that well, I guess I'll toss this over to you because I don't. I guess it hasn't been technically confirmed, but it's pretty well known throughout the league that Drummond is looking for a buyout. And it kind of seems like Kevin Love is not far off of doing that as well. So I'm curious, like as far as the Cavs go and kind of those two pieces, do you see both of those guys in a different uniform come the deadline?
1: I, I can absolutely see them uh, both in a different uniform, but I'll start with one of them, Kevin Love. He's been in trade rumors ever since he came over to the Cavs. With the I can't remember a too. time where I have not heard a Kevin Love trade rumor, <laughs> you know, with, yeah. even with, when he was playing well. But with, with the injuries mounting, I, just, I don't actually see him being moved versus Drummond. I can see Drummond actually being the one that gets out, goes to another team. I think Kevin Love actually ends up staying because I just don't see a real uh market for him i don't know what his trade value would be with with all his injuries he's had plus with all the COVID protocols you're probably not going to see as many moves as you would in the past i i haven't remembered a time where players haven't started getting moved uh before the the trade deadline
0: have you have you heard any rumors about larry nance
1: a- actually not until we uh not until we recently talked um i Larry Nance, I, I feel, you know, is kind of like a, a hometown kind of guy um, with his dad, obviously playing for the Cavs. Yeah. And I, I just, I think uh, Larry, I think he's happy with being here. I just don't think he's a hundred percent part of the, the future. Um, I definitely could see him being moved eventually. Might be more of an off season thing. I don't see him really being moved at the, at the trade deadline though.
0: Cause he's, a, he's another one that a lot of Celtics fans are, you know, hoping for and, and, I don't know. Again, could just be hometown favorites trying to make up rumors because it happens every year, and I'm sure it happens with every team. There are certain players that just teams want. Uh, Larry Nance has been put in there, uh, along with you know, Harrison Barnes and I would say Aaron Gordon from the Magic. Those seem to be the three names that keep popping up over okay. and over. I mean, do you see any potential – In a Larry Nance trade, and if so, like who would you need to see as a Cavs fan coming from the Celtics if that were to happen?
1: So if there was one team, and and not even just being biased, you know, but being on the show, uh, that was actually the team that I I thought of and was kind of scrolling on Twitter about uh, earlier this week was actually seeing Nance potentially being linked uh, to the Celtics. Um, but basically there's not really anybody in particular that like the Cavs would necessarily want back. I think they would actually just rather take on well, possibly like a, a future pick or so because this team is basically just going to be formed around Sexton, Garland, and then now uh, the Blossoming Allen, and then Okoro obviously too for his defense. He looks good. is really fun to watch. I w- it was a really good, uh, really good draft pick that they, that they did, and he's actually been showing up a little bit better on uh, offense recently too. Uh, he actually had 15 points tonight. So
0: yeah, he's very, looked very good. exciting
1: about him. But as far as the trade, I think I think Boston would fit him. Um, the way I kind of look at Boston is they can just use you know some good rotation depth guys, and that's exactly what Nance can give you. Um, he, he's definitely going to bring you know 100 every every possession. Uh, he's definitely a, a professional, and he even averaged a quiet double double the night too, which was yeah. actually uh, pretty pretty good for him. Yeah. So maybe this was his showcase game. Who knows. <laughs>
0: Yeah, see it's funny. So we had we had the Cavs tonight obviously, and then we've got the Kings coming up on Friday, and that's obviously Harrison Barnes too. So we've got we've got two showcase games. And then I think I could be wrong with this, but I think we have the Magic on Sunday. So it's the three teams. Yep, Magic on Sunday. Ah, uh, little Aaron so,
1: Gordon action then. That's what I
0: mean, like back to back to back games. that – the Celtics are kind of linked <laughs> to a potential trade target, so it's just a, it's a weird time of year, you know. I I love the trade deadline. I love all the buzz around the league. Oh, absolutely!
1: Uh, Since I could remember,
0: it's just I, every year I just kind of get all excited and then feel like I get let down. So I don't want to get my hopes up too much here, but I don't know. I mean, at least at least for the Celtics, I'm curious. Again, I always like hearing opinions of people that you know aren't in the mix as much as I am, uh, sure, but from the Celtics perspective, right, like twenty and twenty, not what the Celtics had envisioned in the season, like if they don't make a move, is the rest of the league scared of the Celtics like at all in your eyes? <laughs>
1: honestly like like i said just going back to the celtics as a whole with them having high expectations every season i feel like they are definitely a team that could you know get in the playoffs and just make one of those those runs with their experience um i I definitely don't think any team is going to overlook the celtics no matter what their record is and i I just i feel like actually i can ask you this this time of the year especially in march i feel like there's one after the all-star break, these teams just kind of kick in the, the playoff mode is what you would call it. You know, we start to, we start to see the, the teams that are the pretenders which teams are the contenders. Yep. And even if the Celtics are not exactly in the position where a lot of Celtics fans want to be hopeful right now, I still think that they have a chance to, uh, to make a run even if they don't acquire a player.
0: I mean, right now, like, I'm looking at the standings. We're in seventh place. Okay, we're seven and a half games back from first, and we're a game and a half from being out of the playoffs. Obviously, like I don't, I don't see the Celtics not making the playoffs. That for me isn't even an option because, like, I know that I don't know. Again, well, maybe that would I'm
1: be devastating, right?
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm biased. Again, well, I know I'm biased, but. I just feel like this team has way too much talent to just to not make it. And, you know, we obviously like we had two all-stars this year. We had Kemba as an all-star last year, obviously not performing to, you know, the level that any Boston Celtic fan would like to see. Agreed. But how do you you go from, you know, three potential all-stars to not making the playoffs in one year's span? And not much has changed. Obviously, we lost Hayward, which hurt us a bunch as far as depth. But that's one player,
1: uh-huh.
0: so <laughs> it's just—I I don't know. I can
1: see. I can say the pressure is probably starting to mount on them. You know, Brad Stevens. Um, I've actually been kind of hearing some rumors about him potentially going to Indiana next year. There's, so I don't there's know a if lot. That maybe has a little bit of uh, effect on it. Is—is um, is, is Tatum really? He is obviously the the answer. He's one of the best players in the league, but he has high expectations to be the next potential LeBron, even. Yeah. So I feel like some pressures are starting to mount up on this team a little bit, and maybe they need maybe they do need to shake things up if that's you know what they have to do in order to to get them over the top. Because like you know like anything, it, it's a business, and the team's got to do what's what's uh, what's best for them.
0: Yeah. So I talked about this in the last podcast too. Like there are rumors flying all around the Celtics. So you already mentioned one of them, Brad Stevens to Indiana, which is his dream job growing up. Uh Uh, But then there's also been trade rumors about Tristan Thompson being wanted by the Raptors. And there have also been rumors about Orlando Magic wanting Kemba Walker. So, again, I don't know how much of it or if any of it even has legs, but there are. There's just there's a ton going on in the Celtics Twitter sphere. And a lot of it is I I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just because Celtics fans want to blow the team up and this is just what they're doing. Uh but it, it's it is just a weird year. It's a really weird year because we brought in Tristan thinking he would be kind of that answer on the defensive end. And he just right. hasn't been. Obviously, you're familiar with it. So, I mean, does any of that even shock you that he's not working out?
1: For Tristan Thompson, I just feel like this all has to go this all goes back to when LeBron was here. You know, he made every player around him better. You know, not to, not to take anything away from Tristan Thompson. You know, he's a workhorse. He, he, can, he can give you a lot of rebounds. He can play some good defense. He can even you know, put up a good set of points inside. But Tristan Thompson is not going to be your answer to get the Celtics from twenty and twenty, you know, the thirty and ten, or you know, for example. And I feel like this actually compares to the Cavs, how they were in the two thousands, you know, when their expectations towards the end of the two thousands started to go into either panic mode or the pressure was mounting up. What do you I, mean, I Big Z like wasn't the, the, the answer? Celtics are in that kind of position uh, a little bit, and I, I, I just I still think that they can. They can find a player. It's just a matter of who that's going to help them uh, reach the ultimate goal in uh, April and May.
0: See, I feel like I, at this point, at least for the Celtics, I don't think it's a player. I think it's multiple. And a lot of people keep saying, like, we should make a, we should make a big move, try to get uh, Nikola Vucevic from the Magic. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, I, I just – I know that we're going to need to give up something – of value to the Celtics. And at this point, like one player isn't going to change what this team needs. This team needs depth and bringing in Vucevic right. just limits the Celtics ability to add depth at the rest of our roster. Because at that point, like one, we're already have, we already need to get rid of somebody to make it work at that point. Again, like we have, we now have four bigs, we don't have super tradable. I mean, I think Tice has a lot of value in the league. You didn't, you didn't really get to see a lot of it tonight because he didn't really shoot much. Uh, but like right. he's a he's a big that can stretch the floor, hit threes. Like he's hitting them at a pretty high rate this season, uh, and he is a pretty good like stretch big man. So I mean, he is a guy that is not making a ton of money, could be moved. But outside of that, like I don't think Tristan Thompson has a lot of trade value. Time Lord, they definitely don't want to get rid of. So, I mean, if we bring in a guy like Vucevic, who are you getting rid of? And then what, is, what are you really going to get in return? Because you're not going to get a ton in return for Tice because he's still on a small contract and we need salary matching at this point. So right. it's just the Celtics are in just such a weird, weird spot. So, I don't know. I mean, unless one of those rumors comes true and Kemba goes to the Magic or, you know, Tristan goes to Toronto, like, the Celtics are in trouble and we're probably going to need to break that TP up and go with two different players and not make that splash like the Harrison Barnes that a lot of Celtics fans keep talking about. So, so I'm just
1: kind of looking over your roster. Uh, you- would you be willing to, to part ways with a player like Marcus Smart in order to get a couple pieces back? Not maybe like two players for him per se, but a player like Smart and uh, maybe a player like Teague, like kind of get rid of those guys to try and add a couple pieces? Would that be something I, that you would?
0: Look I would for? trade Jeff back Teague for a month's worth of Chipotle
1: <laughs> at this
0: point. And that, I don't even, like, I'm not exaggerating with that. Jeff Teague has been like a. Thorn in my side all season long. All Celtics fans. Marcus Smart is a completely different story. I, don't, I think the amount of Celtics fans that would turn on the organization for trading him uh-huh. would be just insurmountable. Like I don't think that the Celtics are coming back from that.
1: I'm sure they value Marcus Smart more than they do Kemba Walker.
0: Oh, I'm sure they absolutely do. Marcus Smart, I mean, he's like the, he's the heart and soul of the Celtics team. And it's not just me saying that. You listen to anyone, anyone that's a, a hard Celtics fan, like a diehard fan, no chance they're going to name anyone over Marcus Smart as far as being like the heart and soul. I mean, just like the defensive effort right now, that's our biggest issue is like effort on defense. Like that's where the Celtics are losing games. And you saw I mean you saw it. Obviously the offense didn't show up in the first half at all, but I mean our perimeter defense is horrible. And a lot of it is just effort based. Like we're letting guys blow past us, backdoor cuts, turning the ball over too much outside of it. It's just like shooting contested threes, yeah. Yeah. I mean Marcus Smart is the guy that for the most part brings the energy. And now time we're getting a lot of it from Time Ward too, but outside of him you don't really have the Celtics don't really have a catalyst to bring that energy. So I don't I don't think that a guy like Marcus Smart is on the trade block. And that's again like like you're bringing up like that makes things from a Celtic standpoint just a little bit more difficult in trying to construct a roster at this point. But yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's a it's a tough year, man. It's a tough year. As far as as far as the Cavs go, because I I do, do want to let you vent a little bit here or or talk about your team, but I mean as far as expectations go, because again I w- I I don't follow the Cavs a ton just because they're not really in the the spotlight, but sure. as far as expectations go for the Cavs, I mean where are you guys at?
1: Basically, just uh, I, I would say that we're still in rebuild mode. Like that would be the obvious, you know, like like the, the perfect saying for, for me to say. So just basically explaining that more in the depth, the, the Cavs are in a position to where they still just have so much luxury tax. Like Dan Gilbert invested so much in this, in the Cavs team to get them the championship and it was totally worth it, but now they've been paying for it. So this is just a process. He's been kindly enough to ask fans to just, you know, bear with us. We'll, we'll get back to, you know, to being a team that everybody loves. And right now, it's just it's just been hard to watch. Uh, the Cavs giving up so many points per game has just been completely like unheard of, and the players just aren't really showing a lot of you know spark besides the games that they have actually showed up to. So it's just a, it's been a real it's been a real travel you know being a Cavs fan, and I'm hoping one day they can get back to you know to being. Good again because it, it is really enjoyable when they are, of course. But a lot of Cavs diehard fans, you know, still continue to watch them, and they'll continue to turn them on every night just because of, they just love the game of basketball and they love being a Cavs fan. So it it'll it'll work out one year. Yeah,
0: it's still it's still a sports city. Yeah, you've got you guys yeah. do have a a lot of fans that really love their teams. Which is, again, you got to love it. It can be frustrating as all hell, because Boston's obviously one of those places too. Uh, uh-huh. But the fans are the fans are crazy. You know, we're at a point where like we were on such a high that like every single year for the last like 20 years, we've pretty much had a champion. <laughs> I think we've had like 16 championships in the last 20 years from New England. Yeah, And, uh, you know, last year, Patriots didn't make the playoffs, Bruins sucked, Red Sox sucked, and now the Celtics not doing so hot. So this, (laughs) I don't know, just from a a New England standpoint, everybody is just pulling out their hair at this point.
1: Just a little perspective when you want to talk about championships. Uh, The 2016, before the Cavs won the the Cleveland Monsters, which is the columbus blue jackets affiliates they won the calder cup and this city just went uh like it completely just blew up <laughs> and It just carried all that momentum into the into steep aimiotis cleveland man winning his title and then the Cavs after and then the indians go to the world series like that kind of momentum thing does happen and then yeah. it all can just go away like that <laughs> so you got to really enjoy uh, as many championships and and uh playoff appearances that Boston has. It's definitely good to enjoy them while they do last, because you never know when uh, when that might not happen for a while again. Just like Cavs fans have been feeling.
0: Yeah, I will. I am. I'm hopeful. I don't know. The Patriots just made like 900 moves the first day of free agency.
1: Oh, Bill so. Belichick went to the bank. Oh, because. he
0: just he just <laughs> unloaded all of the cash. The Brinks truck went everywhere. It was traveling far and wide. Um, so I don't know, maybe, hopefully what you're saying is right. And momentum just keeps rolling and they start the, start the turn for this Boston side. I don't know. It's just, oh yeah,
1: I believe in that kind of stuff. I I really do.
0: Well, fingers, fingers crossed on our end, but Mark, I appreciate you hopping on here. Uh, it's always, again, always good to talk Celtics, talk NBA, Today's was obviously a different podcast than your normal for me. Uh, so I definitely appreciate you hopping on. Uh, so, Mark, plug your podcast and Twitch one more time here before we wrap up.
1: Sure. it's uh, M-Peace, M-P-I-E-C-E underscore. And it's at twitch.tv slash M-Peace. And look for us. Uh, Peace of Mind is the name of the show. Sundays, 11 a.m. Eastern. And I uh, appreciate your time. And uh, best of luck to you the rest of your uh Rest of your season.
0: Absolutely, thanks, Mark. Have a going.
1: Uh, you too. Thanks.
0: All right, Celtics fans. Again, if you haven't followed me on Twitter, make sure to do so at NBA Celtics Guy. Make sure to rate, review the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and make sure to tune in on Friday. Got our game against the Kings. Definitely have some Harrison Barnes talk as well. Uh, so we will talk to you soon. Have a good night, Celtics fans. All right, guys, time for a new favorite sponsor alert, Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear, and the best part is... All Venture Greens Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com. Use code Celtics Take 15 that's CelticsTake15, for 15% off. You won't regret it. I can't help it, I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it now. Nah, I can't help it now. Nah, I can't help it, I'm like a Celtic. I can't help it, I'm like a Celtic.